the Start Your Own Business podcast. Hear inspiring startup stories and get reliable expert advice on how to start your business and get off to the best possible start. Brought to you by Startup Donut, helping small businesses succeed. Hello, I'm Chloe Thomas, your host. And in this third series of the Start Your Own Business podcast, you can get free practical advice from experts and small business owners that can help you to set up a new business and get off to a great start, saving you time and money along the way. Hello, thank you for hitting the play button. Now in this episode, we're talking Instagram. Just how can you use Instagram to grow your business? And just to be clear, we're not talking about Instagram ads. We're not talking about influencers. No, we are talking about how you can use your organic business Instagram profile and the stuff you post on it to grow your business. So this is a time investment rather than a money investment play. And our guest is really going deep into how you can get the platform to work for you. This is must listen if you in the least bit think Instagram could be a good play for you. Now, before we meet our guest and get all her excellent advice, do find out about the show sponsors, Dell Technologies, and how their technology solutions could help your business to become more productive, efficient, secure, and successful. This series of the Start Your Own Business podcast is brought to you by Startup Donut in association with Dell Technologies. Did you know you can get even more out of Startup Donut with new exclusive benefits from Dell Technologies? Dell has what you need to start, scale and succeed, including end-to-end tech solutions to boost productivity and maximise security so you can focus on innovation. The Startup Donut partnership with Dell means you get top products at special prices and a personalised consultation from a dedicated tech advisor who will get to know the goals of your business. Are you ready to get growing? Find out more by emailing our Dell Small Business Association's UK representative at sbauk at dell.com. That's sbauk at dell.com. It's time now to introduce our expert, Instagram specialist Lou Chudley of Bristol-based Spark Social. Lou offers bespoke Instagram training and coaching sessions for groups and one-to-one, in person or over Zoom. Lou is an Instagram consultant who works with small businesses and brands to help them all develop a successful Instagram marketing strategy. And she hosts highly popular Instagram for Business Masterclass workshops. Hello, Lou. Hi, Chloe. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. You are clearly someone who knows how to get Instagram working for a small business. So why should we be considering being on Instagram with our startups? So I think the thing that's really important to think about, and this is something that has changed over the last two years, is that people are now using Instagram like we do Google. You know, Instagram has a massive amount of people using the platform every day, over a billion people. And the users have become so sophisticated and savvy. They know exactly what they're looking for and they can go to Instagram and search for what they're looking for. So if you can make yourself discoverable for your target audience, your target customers, and you're using all those different ways you can on Instagram, you can get in front of your customers. And it doesn't matter what kind of business you are, service, product business, you can make yourself discoverable, your customers can find you. 
So it, it suggests, therefore, there's going to be different levels of how we might choose to use Instagram. And we're going to get into that a little bit later in the episode. But I want to kind of post the, I mean, you, you, you set out a very good stool for why we should be on there. Do we have to be on there? I think you don't have to. Obviously, there's, you know, there's lots of different social media platforms. But I think if you get back to basics and think about who your target customers are, who you know, where are they? What are they doing? You know, how are they spending their disposable income? If you can really get to know who your customers are and you know that they are on Instagram and you know that they are engaging with your peers and competitors, then that is a really solid reason for you to be on that platform as well. And just kind of to flip that ever so kind of slightly into the side, are there any businesses which you would be astounded if they were planning not to be on Instagram? Who is it like a no-brainer must be there for? I think you would be surprised how important Instagram is a wide array of businesses you know the obvious ones interiors fashion makeup you know a myriad but also it's you know it's a really important place to be if you're a service business too because if you know your your customers your clients are using Instagram then you need to be in that place and you mentioned that it's becoming a replacement for Google and people are going on there to search for things not just see what comes up in their feed does that mean it's a great place for getting a bit of visibility of our brand as a startup to tap into what people are searching for and get found a bit more? Absolutely. And you have to, you know, there are over a billion users and people are coming on there to search for, for what they're looking for. But what that means is that it's a really busy platform. So you have to find those ways of, you know, getting people to find you and also keeping their attention to, you know, people are scrolling, you know, miles of content a day. So being as discoverable as possible, being visible is so important. You have to find those ways for your target customers to remember you. And if people can actually, you know, see your content consistently, you know, see you showing up, showing up on stories, showing up on reels, showing across all those formats. But also what's really important about that visibility is the consistency too, and making sure that at all those touch points, you know, all the different formats on Instagram, but also right across your digital marketing landscape, you know, your website, your email list, that it's the same brand looking, you know, it's the same brand that they're finding at each of those points. It's the same tone of voice. It's the same look and feel. So having that consistency is a big part of that visibility, but being as visible as possible is a great way to be remembered and to help people to you know, remember and understand what your message is too, and to tell other people about you, which is a, such an important way that you can grow on Instagram. I love that you say it needs to be consistent with the other channels because Instagram feels like one of those platforms where sometimes people will be one person in the rest of their marketing mm-hmm. and then they go a bit weird on Instagram. And so I love the fact you've made that point. Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm a real advocate for encouraging people to share the behind the scenes because I think that's really important on Instagram to not just say, look at this lovely thing that I do, would you like to buy it? I think what people need, you know, and that's part of that discoverability is to see the behind the scenes, to, to see the process, to understand, you know, what resources you use, you know, where you work from, but showing that end result and making sure, you know, it is the same thing in all those different places that people can find you because I think the most important thing is because people's attention spans are just shrinking all the time. If you're not giving, communicating your message really clearly, you're just going to lose their attention and they're gone. And if you confuse people, then you just lose them and that's it. You know, you've lost that potential new follower, new customer. So being consistent, being clear and just making it as easy as possible for people to access what you're sharing. Now, in a couple of minutes, we're going to meet our three avatars who are kind of fairly 
typical of the types of businesses who are listening to this podcast. Before we do that, though, I think there's one thing we ought to get to the bottom of first, because I think think we're going to end up tying ourselves in knots, which is you've mentioned about different ways of being on Instagram. And there are different types of content we can put up there, which a lot of businesses, a lot of people who first join the platform get really confused about. Um, So could you tell us about stories, reels, posts? What are they? What's the difference? And um, do we need to do all of them? So that's a really good question about whether you need to do all of them because they're, you know, Instagram are introducing new, new features, new formats all the time. And the, the traditional format of the still image was what Instagram was famous for and had people flocking to the platform. And over the last kind of five years, they introduced stories in about 2016. They've been bringing more video content in. So now you have your grid posts, in which you can share still images and carousels. But now you also have reels, which are Instagram's short form video format, which essentially they took inspiration shall we say from TikTok (laughs) you know short form video which has become the most seen format on Instagram the most popular and probably the most talked about format and so those posts that you share to your feed are the content that is what's going to help you to be as discoverable as possible that's going to reach out beyond just your existing following but stories on the other hand Instagram stories which are the short 15 second clips Although they are now, you can actually have stories up to 60 seconds long. Yeah, another new feature that they've introduced. Stories content is only shown to your existing followers. So the, you know, the grid format is for new people reaching out as well as your existing, but the stories content is just for your existing followers, your Instagram community. So using stories to really get closer to your existing followers to help engage those followers and turn them into an engaged community is a really, really important part of using Instagram. And stories time out as well, don't they? They don't last forever. They don't last forever. They just last for 24 hours. But if you have some stories that you feel like you really want people to watch again, or there's some really important information there, the kind of information that you'd probably share on your website, in your website tabs, then you can share them in your highlights. You can create highlight folders, which sit between your Instagram bio and your main feed. And you can have these folders where you can uh, save stories that you really want people to be able to see again. So things like, you know, uh, like, like you would have on your website, you know, about me, frequently asked questions, testimonials, price lists, things like that, you know, information where you don't want your viewer or follower to leave your account to necessarily go to your website straight away, information that they can have there and then, you know, just at the touch of a, uh, a highlight button. Got it. So stories are about appealing to our existing follower base, whilst posts and reels um, are both looking after them, but they're also yeah. our recruitment side exactly. of finding yeah. new yeah. followers. Exactly. Okay, brilliant. I, was, I swear we could spend the entire episode talking about the difference between those, those three, but I think we've given everyone enough to come and meet our avatars. So, we, so everybody, we've got three avatars. We've got Matt, who's created a new superfood crisp brand that's you know kind of made for Instagram, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, we've got Joe, who's running a locals barber shop, and we're we're thinking he can get a cost-effective return on investment for a modest level of effort on Instagram. And then we've got Kristen, who's our marketing consultant, and she clearly has to have an up-to-date presence on Instagram, but it's possibly not going to be her key source of new customers. So with those three avatars in mind, Lou, are we, where, actually, let's start, let's, let's take them one by one. Let's start off with Matt, who's, who's our superfood superfood guy, made for Instagram product. How would you advise him to start and create that effective um, Instagram strategy? 
I think for Matt, there's going to be a real story behind his, the journey of his business. And I think right from the outset, being able to share that story, you know, the highs and the lows is really, really important. And to take people on the journey. So really, you know, getting to grips with that video content, you know, stories and reels and sharing that literal journey from the ground up, you know, and when things go wrong, things go well. And I think that's how Matt will be able to make those connections with his audience and convert them into an engaged community who will then be looking out, you know, for him and championing him, but then also looking out for his product, the crisp, when they start to land in the shops that they are, they're buying in. Matt needs to be thinking about how he can raise that brand awareness, you know, creating that content, the reels in particular, thinking about collaboration, who, you know, thinking about all the stakeholders in his industry, who can he be collaborating with to get in front of as many people as possible, thinking about maybe the high-end retailers that he wants to supply, and even down to the local delis and health food shops where he wants his Chris to feature, you know, really putting lots of effort into that engaging and getting in front of those people. And and that collaboration on Instagram is so important because you can share an audience, but you can collaborate with somebody with whom they have a more engaged or a bigger audience. And it's a way of him to get in front of those people that he just might not be able to on his own. So for him, he's thinking, how can I turn everything I do into Instagram content from picking out the new flavours or yeah throwing a broom against a piece of equipment that's not working yeah. through to target places he wants to get his, his products stocked, yeah. as well as using it as a way to get new opportunities and as another way of persuading people to let him stock himself, yeah. stock his product. And I'd say get into the habit, Matt, of capturing everything that you're doing, you know, photos, video footage, start amassing a massive album on your phone of footage so that you can, that journey is so important for the growth of a startup business like that. Your audience really want to see that. And this is what is going to keep them coming back to your account. And the more that they feel engaged and that they will want to cheerlead for you and champion what you're doing. And we see this happening on Instagram all the time, but that, you know, that groundwork really connecting with that audience straight away is really important and that visibility as well get Matt to be the face of the brand get him meeting and introducing himself and telling that actual story but also using stories with the big ass you know using stories to do some market research and find out where people are what you know where they buy their you know their whole foods and their health foods you know so you can really use all those interactive features on stories to help him do that market research got you so it really is how can I get Instagram to benefit my business at every turn yeah. far more than just how can I find a new customer today? Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, all those different levels and all those different layers of connection that you can make, you know, with his, his target customers and all those different formats and, you know, so many different ways that he can use it for his benefit, but there's a, you know, huge opportunity that lots of hard work, but lots of opportunity too. Excellent. Okay. Matt, you've got plenty to do. <laughs> Let's then talk about Joe, who's running the locals barbershop. What, what would his Instagram strategy maybe look like? So his would probably look completely different. For hit for Joe, it's really important. You know, he's a geographic, geographically based business and being able to connect with the local audience is really important. So making sure that he's making content that's going to be attracting and is valuable for that local audience. And it doesn't have to be 
about connecting with you know thousands of people in the local area but just maybe a few hundred who can then help him to to grow by recommending him but Matt uh, Joe also needs to be establishing himself as an expert in inverted commas in his field so showing people what he does giving people a tour of the barbershop you know it's a physical lo location that he wants people to come to you know use the video content stories and reels to show people where they're going to be where are they going to get their hair cut how is it going to look what's their shopping it's their barbering barbering barber experience going to be like and again if he's going to be doing the you know the cutting of the hair let him get to meet his customers too you know show up on stories show up on reels have a chat but remembering that his audience is really local so he really needs to be thinking about where else are his customers hanging out online and showing up in those places too engaging where his his audience his local audience are going to be hanging out too it's kind of like if his if his customers have all been talking about the same restaurant or the same bar, yeah. or there's a local team that everyone supports, he needs to make sure yeah. he's doing some Instagram content at the next match, yeah. visiting that yeah. diner, etc. And and not even necessarily going to those places, but making sure he's engaging with all those those accounts with whom he shares a target audience. You know, just to get on their radar, because then that can lead to collaborations in sorts of all sorts of different ways it could be an in-person collaboration it could just be a simple at mention on one of those other businesses stories but that can help to get his account in front of people who might not have heard of him yet so a real mix of local connection personality and hairdressing expertise yeah Excellent. There we go. Joe, that's you sorted. Okay. So then we have Kristen, possibly the most complicated strategy, I think, of our three. She's the marketing consultant who isn't doing Instagram for people. So it's slightly different from yourself, who obviously has a very active Instagram profile, but she needs to show she's up to speed with things. So what would you advise Kristen to do? The positive thing for Kristen is that her audience could well be worldwide. She doesn't need to be in a particular place. She can, you know, work with her clients and customers online. So that's brilliant. I think for Kristen being as visible as possible is really important. You know, if she's working with clients on a one-to-one -one basis or with teams, they need to get to meet her first. I think Kristen needs to be creating content where she can really demonstrate that she's an expert in what she does, that she should be sharing testimonials from clients uh, who have she's worked with so that she can demonstrate that social proof. I think that social proof is really important for service businesses. But being visible, getting people to meet her, you know, seeing the face, hearing the voice, using things like Instagram lives, you know, collaborating with other accounts and having, you know, panel sessions, you know, Q&As uh, with people within her field so that she can really be demonstrating that she is absolutely the person that you want to be going to, to get better at email marketing. But, you know, using it almost like, you know, her portfolio so that when people are going to, you know, the explore page and searching for email marketing expert, that Kristen pops up, making sure that she's using keywords right across from putting keywords into her Instagram name field, in her bio, in her captions, so that when people are searching email expert, email marketing expert, that she is popping up and making sure she's discoverable as possible. See, I can see, and tell me if you think I'm wrong on this one, but I can see with Kristen in particular, it becomes more of a part of the buying journey. You know, maybe they've yeah. seen her on something, they've checked out the website, they've seen she's on Instagram, they're interested, but they're not quite yeah. ready to buy, not quite ready to have a call. And that Instagram piece 
gives them the ability to build up a trust, yeah. bit of trust with her before they come and buy. Absolutely. I think that like, no trust notion is so important, especially for service businesses where those buying decisions are not instant. You know, sometimes it can take years of getting visibility of, of a business to make that decision. And I think the more visible you can be on Instagram, the more cons- consistently people are seeing and feeling your brand and understanding what your expertise is, that actually that then that buying journey gets shorter because before they've even dropped you an email or picked up the phone or had a Zoom with you, they've got a real sense of who you are. You know, what, do they want to spend time in a room with you? you know, do they want to invest their marketing budget? And they can they can see how you work. They can see the quality of your work. They can see and get a sense of, is this somebody I want to work with? So yeah, so in terms of elevating her profile, you know, it's really important. She's getting out there on Instagram. I think what we've really demonstrated here is that you really need to work out the right strategy for your own business. And I think kind of building on that, what a lot of people struggle with is how much time they should invest and what sort of results they might see. So what's obviously we're talking to startups, so the results aren't going to be potentially coming in on day one. But what's your advice to working out how much time and effort to put in and how to start tracking the, the impact? I think it's it's a tricky one because I think you can't be prescriptive. You can't say put in this amount of hours and it will translate into these results. I think what's important also is that it is a long game. I think sometimes people can see, you know, reels and going bonkers and thinking, right, you can be an overnight sensation. Your business is going to go from zero to gazillionaire. But actually, for most small businesses, for most startups, it's a long game. I think what's really important is before you even start thinking about what content you're going to share and what formats you're going to use, is really being super clear on what you want to get out of Instagram, what your goals are, who your audience is and and what they want and need from you and what their challenges are. And then how you can carve out and communicate the message in a way that's really easy and simple. So I think doing that groundwork first is really important rather than kind of, you know, throwing a load of mud at the wall and hoping that it sticks. I think doing that really important groundwork first is going to stand you in good stead. So you've got that base. And then it's, you know, the amount that you put in, you will get out. If you just post once a week and and that's it, and you just kind of post and ghost, and you know you're not going to get much out. But if you spend time really getting to know your audience and creating content that's really valuable for them and engaging with people that who are your target customers, but also people who can help you to grow, you know, those people that we've talked about with whom you share an audience, then you will start to see those results. But the, the thing I would say is, especially if you're just starting out using Instagram, is test out all those different formats. As much as lots of, you know, people know that reels are the format Instagram is pushing the most, it might be for your audience that still images are the thing that your audience want to see. So test out the different formats, be checking your insights, your Instagram analytics on a regular basis so you can really measure to see what's working and what's not, and then doing more of what works and less of what doesn't. And you say, you know, one post a week is not it's not really worth doing to get started. Obviously, our audience being pulled in a million different directions with their time. So at what level, you know, and I realise this is a, a terrible, terrible question, with a terrible, terrible you know, answer, but what's kind of the minimum level at which it's worth 
putting effort into Instagram? Is it roughly three a week, roughly five a week? I think definitely gone are the days that you need to feel like you have to post seven days a week. I think that's really old hat kind of advice. I think probably three good solid posts a week when you're starting out, because you do want to make sure you are, you know, remembering that every time that you post, not all of your audience are going to see that. So I think three good posts a week, quality posts, and one of those being a reel, but making sure that you're then kind of backing that up with stories, because remembering that your grid posts are the thing that are going out into the kind of the Instagram mega world. And, you know, your stories are just what your existing followers see. So having that kind of belt and braces approach but also remembering to post when you've got time to engage and that you know your audience is online too, because there's just no point posting at 11 o'clock at night and knowing that all your audience are, you know, in bed asleep, you know, post at times that you've got time to be engaging with the comments that come back and the replies, because it is all about having those conversations as well with your, with your community on Instagram. So I think, you know, You know, a couple of hours a week at least, I think would be the bare minimum, because if you want to get good results, you've got to be putting that time in. But I think you will find you'll get into a rhythm. You'll you'll know when your audience is online, when's a good time to post and you'll get into that pattern. Um, But I think the most important thing is and we kind of talked about this is just that consistency being not sharing the same time, you know, set days a week, but actually just making sure that people are hearing your message and you are repeating your message and you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel every time when you post. It's just about being able to um, communicate your message about what you do, how you can help people and how they can buy from you in all these different ways, because eventually that message will land. So quick question for you then, if we're trying not to end up posting it all at 11 o'clock at night when we know our audience have gone to bed, are you a fan of a scheduling tool? I don't use a scheduling tool personally because I just post kind of three days a week. I tend to kind of have my posts ready in drafts to go. But scheduling tools can be really important when you are busy building your business and you've got all these other things to do. And uh, you can now use scheduling tools for all the different formats. Once upon a time, you could only use them for just your grid posts. I think the one thing just to say though about when you schedule is just to remember that when that post is scheduled to go, that make sure you're active in the app so that if people are engaging with that post and, you know, leaving comments, that you're there in the app to reply to those comments as well. That's super important because the algorithm algorithm is measuring our behavior in the app. And if they think that you're posting, but you're just not being very social, then, you know, you will go down the rankings and you want to be going up rather than down. Oh, that's a top tip. And then there's one last question I will I have to answer because the audience are probably screaming it at whatever they're listening on, which is hashtags. Is it still as many as you can think of? So with Instagram, you can have up to 30 hashtags in a post. And there's always lots of debate, you know, whether you should post seven or 11 and a half. I think until Instagram actually say post seven, post 11 and a half, Use, you know, use 30 if you have 30 good hashtags. And I think this is the thing, you know, you you want to make sure your hashtags are not generic. You want to make sure they're specific to your post, specific to your business, specific to your location. You're going back to our avatars. You know, Joe wants to make sure he's got some location based hashtags in there. But do your hashtag research, you know, spend time going in the explore tool, search on hashtags, see what's coming up on the hashtags that you use. Look to see the hashtags that your peers and competitors are using. And I'm not saying kind of copy and paste their list, but look to see what they're using. And if they're getting good engagement, 
just be going down that hashtag rabbit hole and come out with a really nice list of really well-researched hashtags and making sure you're not using ones that are too big. You know, if you're a startup and you've got a very small following, it's that big fish in a small pond idea that you want to be using a hashtag that doesn't have too many posts sitting underneath it to make sure that, you know, you are, you know, getting as visible as possible. But always just be thinking in terms of the keywords that describe what you do. How is your ideal customer going to be searching for you? You know, how would they search for you in Google? Because they're going to search for you in the same way in Instagram and use those keywords as your hashtags too. Excellent answer. <laughs> so with all that we've gone through today, Lou, what's the key thing you want the listeners to take away from this episode? What I would like you to take away is that despite Instagram being a really busy platform, your audience are going to be on Instagram. So you want to be finding the ways to be as discoverable as possible. Really think about how you can tell the story of what you do by in the easiest, simplest way, because remember, your customers are busy. And, you know, if you don't get their attention straight away, that you're going to lose them. So take them behind the scenes. Show show us the story of what you do. Be as visible as possible. And even if the idea of video content scares you, try reels. Just try things out and see if it lands. Excellent. Okay, Lou, that's been brilliant. Before we say goodbye to you, could you please let the listeners know how they can find you and your business on the web, please? Oh, thanks for having me. So the best place to find me is on Instagram, where I am indeed very active, as you'd imagine. So I my handle is at spark underscore social. Or um, if you'd like to find out more about about uh, working with you one-to-one, you can go to my website, which is spark-social.co.uk. And yeah, so those are the two best places to find me. Brilliant. Thank you, Lou. And thanks for sharing such brilliant Instagram advice. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Thanks for having me. So much advice there on the good old Instagram front. Lots for you all to think about. I would say the key points from this one are that first off, find the strategy that works for you. As you could tell with our three different uh, business types, there's a lot of different ways to play the Instagram game. And the key is to find out the right way for it to work for your business. So as the investment you're putting in is going to pay back. And so you're getting the right type of content out there in the right formats. Secondly, talking about formats, stories for your existing audience, and then use the reels and the posts to recruit new people to following you on Instagram. And uh, Lou was saying minimum of three of those a week, two posts, one reel. And then thirdly, research those hashtags. It's only going to take you maybe an hour to do the research, but getting yourself a solid list of hashtags you can pick from that you know are spot on for your strategy is going to pay dividends. And it's like one of those one-off tasks you can do that's just going to deliver again and again and again. We covered a lot of ground in this episode. And to help you out, you can find the summary notes for the episode and links to more free resources by visiting startupdonuts.co.uk forward slash podcast. And remember, that's donut spelt D-O-N-U-T. Now, this series exists to help you to complete key tasks and negotiate challenges when setting up and growing your new business. So in the next episode, we'll be diving into how a successful business owner did it. Yes, it's one of our startup stories and our guest has a fascinating story and she's sharing loads of brilliant tips and ideas to help you set your new business up for success and growth, including picking the right business partner and advisors, as well as getting everything in place to make sure you're launching with the best chance of success possible. 
And if your startup is selling children's products or selling online, that's definitely an episode you do not want to miss. If you're enjoying the series and picking up valuable tips, then please spread the word to others you know who are setting up a business or thinking about it. And you can sign up to the Donut Weekly newsletter at startupdonut.co.uk forward slash newsletter for more free startup news, advice and special offers to help you save time and money. Thanks to Dell Technologies for making this whole series possible. And don't forget to email them for your free consultation. Details coming up in a moment. Did you know you can get even more out of Startup Donut with new exclusive benefits from Dell Technologies? Dell has what you need to start, scale and succeed, including end-to-end tech solutions to boost productivity and maximize security, so you can focus on innovation. Our partnership with Dell means you get top products at special prices and a personalized consultation from a dedicated tech advisor who will get to know the goals of your business. Are you ready to get growing? Find out more by emailing our Dell Small Business Association's UK representative at sbauk at dell.com. That's sbauk at dell.com.